0: Welcome everyone back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, the athlete development podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sports, as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals. I'm your host, Tola Uglewe, and this is episode 832. Fall in love with setting goals, run your own race, and don't be reckless with your training. When it comes to the marathon, she is an American legend. She is the greatest women's marathon runner in US history. She is the first woman to win the Olympic Games in marathon history. Today on the show the iconic Jo Benoit Samuelson. When you think of distance running Either in the male or female game, you always think of the African runners. So your guys from Kenya, Ethiopia and all of those places. But you see, before the Africans took over, Joan Benoit Samuelson was making her mark. And of course, she was blazing a trail as well. A journey in distance running wasn't exactly planned out. You see, Joan suffered a leg injury while she was slalom skiing. And as a way to help the leg heal, she had to run. So it was more or less on doctor's advice to get her leg stronger. Well, it did more than that. Running would set her on a path to create history in so many different ways. First, running helped her to get a sports scholarship. To North Carolina State University. In 1977 and 1978, she earned All-American Honours. In 1980, she won the Honda Sports Award for the best female collegiate cross-country runner in the country. Her first-ever appearance at the Boston Marathon led to victory, where she also broke the competition record. In 1981, she won the U.S. 10,000 meters competition, of course, uh, which, of course, made her champion. Some might call it luck, but I like to believe otherwise. At the time of all our exploits, the marathon was not an Olympic sport for women. Low and behold, all that was going to change as the IOC in 1984 elected, was prior to 1984, elected to include the marathon for women in the Olympics. Guess who had been ready? And waiting for a chance juan benoit samuelson though she got injured a few weeks to the u.s trials nothing was going to derail her nothing was going to stop her from taking this opportunity she won the u.s trials and of course at the games itself in los angeles she took home the gold medal in the first ever olympic women's marathon race a year later in 1985, she won the Chicago Marathon in an American record. And of course, that record was going to last for 18 years. That same 1985, she received the James Heat Sullivan Award as the top amateur athlete in the United States. She continued to compete into her 60s. And of course, she is the first woman to run a sub-three-hour marathon in five different decades. The first person. I actually think. In 1998, he was inducted into the National national Distance Running Hall of Fame in 2000, the main Women's Hall of Fame in 2004, the National Track and Field Hall of Fame, and in 2014, the USATF Masters Hall of Fame. Today, she's your mentor, guys. And there are three lessons that I want you to learn from Juan Benoit Samuelson. And the first one, guys, is fall in love with setting goals fall in love with setting goals and you see this is one of the advantages of studying elite athletes because it gives you an insight into their thinking process you know which is key you already know by now if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time whatsoever you already know by now that it is not just about the physical aspects of sports that's not what makes all the difference in the world no it's also about that mental process and we know that the mental process involves a lot of things it involves a lot of things and that is why it is exceptionally key that of course you have a mastery of the mental game you see for Joan benoit samuelson one of the key things that she did was that there was always a goal to accomplish there was always a goal to accomplish and of course this also directs or it leads us kind of to the passion aspect in the sense that the more that you are passionate about what you're doing, the more that you enjoy what you're doing, right? It then becomes easier for you to have things to look forward to. You see, if running, as far as I'm concerned, is, is one of the most boring sports in the world. Why? Because it's not exactly like there's a target. You just have a finish line and you're just running. You know in football you dribble there, there's so many variables you know same thing in basketball in golf in even the combat sports you know in tennis there, there's so many variables i mean tennis you can do the backhand the smash it, it it keeps it alive and it keeps it interesting but for the marathon or distance running you're just running you're just running and of course you're trying to outrun whoever it is is competing in that race with you so as far as i'm concerned it's boring so the passion that you must have to run has to be evident. Otherwise, you are not going to get into the process of setting goals so that you have something to look forward to. So that you have something, some sort of expectation that would keep you going. You know, you see distance runners like Elud Kipchoge, Haile Grabe Selassie, Kenenisa Bekele. You know, these guys are running and they have smiles on their face. You see, what helps them do that? Is one the passion that they have, which in turn now leads to them setting the right goals. You see, you have to set the right goals, and that's why I created Goal Setting Mastery because it is supposed to help you come up with the right goal setting process for you in your particular sport, right? Because you cannot use the types of goals that footballers are setting, or basketballers are setting, or tennis players are setting. For someone who is running a marathon, who which is which is largely not technique based, is more endurance and strategy based. And of course, this is one thing that Joan, you know, tells and teaches as well. She actually taught a masterclass on running, you know, from using the right footwear to employing the right strategy, you know, leaving something in the tank, and you know how basically you kind of groove it. Or guys, you have to fall in love. With setting goals, because what that helps you do is that it helps you have something to look forward to. So, at first, Boston Marathon, right? She goes in there, she breaks the record. Okay, that was done. Next thing she looked forward to was the Olympics. One that one that was done. Then, other marathon events, there was always something to keep her going. And because she had learned how to set goals, the importance of setting goals it kept her going and it still keeps her going till this day you know she she talks about how when she hit her 40s and her 50s you know the 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 question then became you know what's going on why are you still doing this and of course this again ties to your why of participating in sports and of course she had to look for a new goal to set that was going to keep her going and what was that new goal she wanted to be the first person right in five different decades six different decades now because she's done five to run a sub-three-hour marathon. So to run the marathon in less than three hours. And of course, the first time she competed in the Boston Marathon was 1981. She competed again in her 50s. And guess what? She finished in a time that was within 30 minutes of that first time. And she's in her 50s. Right? You have to fall in love with setting goals. Because once you accomplish something, right? Yes, you should enjoy your wins. Yes, you should celebrate them. Yes, you should bask in them. But guess what? What is the next thing to look forward to? And because athletes, especially the young ones, because they do not learn how to set goals is a problem. And the problem is created where of course it then becomes difficult to motivate themselves. You see, goal setting will help you motivate yourself. Goal setting will help you increase the passion that is already there for the sport. Goal setting Will help you have something to look forward to on this podcast for example it, it was the episodes in their hundreds you know so from when we did episode 100 to 200 now we are 800 and something i'm looking forward to 900 episodes i'm looking forward to more downloads i'm setting goals that help me look forward to something that is ahead that is the key guys and that is the difference maker with everything it is that you're pursuing in sports first lesson from Joan Benoit Samuel, saying, fall in love with setting goals. Number two lesson, guys, is run your own race. Run your own race. You see, this one cannot even be overemphasized. It cannot be overemphasized in the sense that you always get to the point, right, where because sports is about competition, you always get to the point where it's almost like you're casting glances you almost get to the point where it's like you're casting glances. What are the others doing? What is their strategy? What is their approach? What's their training looking like? What is it that they're doing? And on this point, Joan herself, who of course was interviewed, and I mean, she's, she's an icon, so she was interviewed and she said, look, you can't run anybody else's race. When you are waiting in the corals at the start of the race and you hear someone say they've done this, this, and this, Don't let their training or accomplishments freak you out. Be comfortable with yourself and believe in what you've done to get to that point. And see, this again comes back to training. You see, if you've put in the work in training, if you've dedicated yourself to your craft, you've worked on the things that you should be working on, when it is time to perform, you cannot change anything in that regard. You cannot change anything. So listening to how this person is planning to run their race, how this person is doing this, how this person is planning to execute and all of that, you see, it just takes away from you. And that's what John is saying. That's literally what she's saying. Because look, it's going to freak you out and it's going to take you away from what you are doing. And you see, this was also the reason why over the course of her career, she never looked back in a race, maybe to see who was behind her how close they were, what's the distance between me and the next person. She never looked back. Why? Because she was running her own race. And I see so many young athletes today where, you know, you're trying this training method. And because you've heard that this other person is doing this thing, immediately you want to port, Immediately you want to change. Immediately you want to try what they are now doing. See whether that would work for you. See whether, you know, you you can make faster progress than you're already making. And I've shared this before, guys, why it's dangerous for you to copy your rivals in sports because you never truly get a full perspective. You're only seeing a piece of the puzzle. And if you're only seeing a piece of the puzzle, it means that you are working with the most minutest details as possible, right? You don't see what they're doing at home. You don't see what they're doing with their coaches behind closed doors. You don't see any of that. You only see the picture that everybody else is. So except you're a training partner, right? It is a disaster of a strategy from the get-go to even attempt to do that at all. And that's why you must run your own race. Let me read that quote from Joanne again. She says, you can't run anybody else's race. When you are waiting in the corals at the start of the race and you hear someone say they've done this and this and this, don't let their training or accomplishments freak you out. Be comfortable with yourself and believe in what you've done to get to that point. Believe in what you have done to get to that point. So What that tells you is that if you are at the start line and you don't believe in what you have done up until that point, It tells you that by the time you leave that competition, you know what you're going to go work on. You know what you're going to go change. It needs no introduction or any of that. You know what the next thing is that you should go and work on. Because at that last competition, at the start of the race, you were asking questions. You can't change anything at that point. Nothing can change at that point. Right? So it means that you know that you left some things on the table. Remember when we looked at Chris Hoy? On the podcast and this was a guy who said look when i get to the start of the race so it was a road and track cyclist right when i get to the start of the race i want to ensure that preparation wise i have done everything possible All right so he left no stone unturned and that is the ideology guys of how this works leaving no stone unturned in preparation for the race. second lesson from joan benoit samuel sin run your own race and the final lesson guys is don't be reckless with your training don't be reckless with your training of course this was a lesson that she learned the hard way in, in the sense that after you know several and so many injuries right she learned that hey 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 look i need to be more patient and of course i need to ensure that i approach and take training the right way prior to the 1984 um, u.s olympic trials she had arthroscopic knee surgery right androscopy nature just like two weeks before yes she would go on to win and of course she'll go on to then win the olympic games even her herself admitted that you know as a young athlete she lacked patience which led to multiple injuries that could have been avoided and you see this is one lesson guys that you need to learn and that is why this older athletes this athletes that have gone before you are perfect examples of what you should do and what you shouldn't do. They are perfect examples of what you should do and what you shouldn't do. In respect of training, that's where you're honing your craft. That's where you are getting better. That's where you are improving. That's where you are getting grounded as an athlete. So it is important that you are not reckless with that training. And of course, recklessness is in two ways. Recklessness is from the injury factor where you're not paying attention to your body. You think that your body is a machine, you think you can treat your body anyway and it's going to be fine literally, right? The second recklessness is recklessness in working on the right things. So you might think, oh recklessness is only in terms of something being dangerous. Absolutely not. Recklessness can also relate or can also mean when you get to the point where you are not working on the right thing. It's like you're wasting your time. So why are you training? you're not working on the right things why are you working out if you're not working on the right you might as well go do something else so one as it relates to injury the other as it relates to what you are working on treat your training guys like gold because that is exactly what the training is three lessons guys from the legend the greatest right distance runner in american history she still runs to this day and she's in her 60s although she admits that he needs to slow down. Three lessons, guys, from Joan Benoit saying, Fall in love with setting goals. Run your own race. And don't be reckless with your training. Don't be reckless with your training. Athlete Marshall, guys. Episode 832. Joan Benoit Samuelson. Head over to the website. Check out the free and paid resources that we have for you there. All of it is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you haven't left us a rating and review, what are you waiting for? What your rating and review does is that it helps other athletes find the podcast. Note that this is a worldwide resource they could use to chase their goals in sports. Athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe. Athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe. If you have any questions whatsoever, Send me a mail, tola at athletemaestral.com, tola at I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing it's not enough, you must apply. Willing, it's not enough. You must do. I want you to go out there, learn all the lessons you can from a legend in Juan Benoit Samuelson. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.